Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Tennis in the mood's really good, confidence is high, as you can imagine. The Europa League, get the boys ready physically, mentally, and also with a game plan that's going to be successful on Thursday. From our perspective, it's about trying to you know, repeat the levels we showed last time against them. Uh, fantastic for challenge for us. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Davy Proven. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! Paul Cooney here tonight. Paul Cooney with Davy Proven, Barry Ferguson. And first, the latest news. Air Force One, RFC One, CFC One, they have all left Scottish <laughs> airspace. <laughs> Yet all eyes have been on Glasgow COP26. And for us, all eyes and ears now turning to the Europa League as the great work goes on in Glasgow. But for the football, we're off to Denmark in the next few moments. Rob McLean has travelled with Rangers. And we're joining a Scottish journalist in Hungary, Kev McCluskey. And we're taking your calls, 08, 08 17, 17, 700. Davy, a European night it's yeah. going to be some night tomorrow this time tomorrow Rangers will be kicking off 5.45 against Bronby and just after that Celtic Ferenc Varos well, I think both clubs have a really good chance of getting back into the mix Paul having lost their first two games um, and I didn't see anything to fear at all either from Bronby or Ferenc Varos I think this could be a good week for the old firm Barry is that how you see it looking forward to it tomorrow yeah I watched both games Paul um, I agree with Davey um, both teams weren't the strongest uh, so I don't think um, both Rangers and Celtic have got anything to fear and I believe both of them will go over there uh, and get the vital three points because these two games they've got to win them they've got to win them to burn me a chance um, to progress now the the group stage and do you think they still have that chance to progress in the next two games after that? yep yep it's all about um, confidence um, in both of the teams as you just mentioned there I watched both games wasn't too impressed with them and I firmly believe that uh, both Rangers and Celtic are good enough to go away from home and get the, the vital three points Champions League is where everyone wants to be Davey yeah. but you know we're scrambling around in the Europa League do you think that both of them or either of them will go through? Yeah I mean I, I'd, I'd have my money on yeah both going through both yeah I mean I thought Fernand Farris were pretty poor to be honest with you but I do think Celtic can beat uh, Real Betis in, in Glasgow uh, I think that's that's certainly doable, and and, and again, I, th- I think Rangers have got a re- very decent chance of, of somehow pulling themselves back into this group and qualifying. We're going to hear from both managers. We'll hear from Ange Postecoglou before they flew out today. Both teams trained, and we'll hear from um, Ryan Jack. Will be. Speak, speaking with us I was going to say Walter I was thinking about Walter there uh, Barry because just a few moments ago we saw the pictures coming in that that great the late great uh, Walter Smith that the cortege went past Ibrook Stadium it's on the website here Joe from Go Radio News was along there this afternoon it was really moving I know it would be for you too to see the respect there there were thousands of fans out there yep. in the streets at Ibrox to, to say farewell to Walter Yeah I had no doubt about that um, it was emotional I watched it 
Paul. Um, and I'm not surprised that thousands of, of fans turned out and, and gave their respects to Walter. He was a fantastic manager in my, my time. Um, he's been the best Rangers manager. He's won 21 trophies. It tells you all about him. And you just hear over the last week people talking about him, not just Rangers, ex-Rangers players, ex-Celtic players, managers um, throughout the British game um, had the utmost respect for him. And he's somebody that obviously played a big part in my career. Today was a private uh, ceremony for mm. him, Davy, because it's a family uh, loss yeah. as well as well as the general public. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's hard for the family, isn't it? I'm not saying yeah. there's intrusion, but the whole public want to be part of the the reaction, if you like, uh, and make their feelings known. And and it must be tough for the family, you know, who would want a bit of privacy. I still can't believe you've just said there, Paul, the late great Walter Smith. I just can't believe he's gone. Yeah. Um, I, I still see Walter as a young man and. You know, vibrant, and it's hard to believe he's he's not here anymore. Yeah. It's, it's a shocker. Of course, I was just about to say the Rangers manager Stephen Gerrard, but the name Walter Smith came into my mind yeah. just at that moment. And you know, we were around for many, many years, and Walter was such a constant, and he was so good with the media. We've, we've said it, Barry. You knew him so well as uh, one of his key players. But he was great with everybody in the media. You know, you could have your moments, but he would always—he would always speak to you. You had to do your homework. You couldn't be in and be stupid. Um, but he—he he was just—he he was a, a wonderful man. There've been some great tributes to him. Yeah, he was. Listen, I had some great times under him. Um, I got on the wrong side of him at times, which wasn't nice. <laughs> believe me when I, when I say that. Yeah. He, he was tough, but you know what? One thing about him is, you know what I said, Paul. He was fair. He never held grudges. He disciplined you. And then after the disciplinary uh, stuff finished, he held no grudges and let you go on with your football. You know what he'd be saying now, right, get on with it now because Rangers are playing in just yeah. over 24 hours and so are Celtic in 26 hours. So let's hear updates from both managers today. What is happening with the squads? What's the injury updates? First up, Stephen Gerrard. I've got one injury doubt in Glenn Kamara, probably 50-50 as it stands. But yeah, you're right. I've got some really good, you guys will call them headaches. I call I call them nice issues to solve because we've got very talented players in each position. We've got good options. We've got a good squad to pick from. And we've got a lot of people who are either in form or playing themselves back into form. So it's really exciting. And, um, you know, as, as, as the manager arranges, I'm in a good place. What about Ryan Kent? Uh, Ryan Kent trained fully uh, with the group yesterday and came through and looked pretty good. Um, so he'll travel with us, uh, assuming he comes through this morning's session. And obviously we'll decide on what we do in terms of selection in due course. Barry, uh, Glenn Kamara first of all, I doubt. Yeah, I, 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 he'll be a big miss, Glenn Kamara. Um, you know what I think him, Paul. I think he's a, an excellent football player. I think he's getting better. Um, he's getting better and better each time I watch him. Um, obviously he'll be pying confidence with getting a goal. He doesn't score many goals. Um, but he got a good goal against uh, Muddle. Um, and he loved and it, it, didn't he? He enjoyed yeah, that. Listen, yeah. it's um, it's a great story. I mean, fifty thousand pound three years ago. Um, what a piece of business! And he's turned into turned into a, a top midfielder, in mice. Um, so that could be a big miss. Hopefully, he'll he'll uh, make himself available. Ryan Kent. I, I don't think I think he'll travel over there. It's good to have him back in the squad, but I don't think he'll start because uh, he's not um, trained enough. Uh, he'll not be up to match fitness and match speed. So listen, overall, Rangers have got to get into this game confident. I thought watching the game on, on Sunday, they were excellent at times. Um, every time they they went forward, they looked like scoring, they were creating opportunities. And it go, it's go to Muddle, which is a tough place and scores six goals. 
It tells you that they're, they're starting to have a bit of form now. Could be the turning point, although we do know mm. they went into the game still top of the table, Davey, but it could be a significant day in the, the race for the title. Yeah, it, it could be. They're, well, they're all significant, but to come from a goal down um, in such a spectacular fashion, you know, Tavernier's goal was, you know, something to, to wonder. Um, I, I just wonder why they've, they've taken Ryan Kent to, to Denmark. I, I, I don't see any way he starts the game. Um, is he fit enough to come on? And I, I, I'm not sure. I, I find it a bit strange they, they, they've taken him. He was also asked about Ryan Jack. Uh, Ryan Jack's training away. Um, he'll have an outside chance of being involved at the weekend, depending on how this game goes. But Ryan's been back in full training for a couple of weeks now. Um, I think the international break is super important for Ryan in terms of getting a load of work in big spaces in his legs and maybe trying to get a game behind closed doors for him to get some minutes uh, under his belt because he's obviously been out for a long time. Davey, for Celtic then, let's hear the update. Barry as well. Here's Ange Postacoglu. Again, they trained today before flying out. Lost the Carl Starfelt, so... Um... Kind of recovery, similar sort of timelines to to Tommy, I guess. Um, we're hoping he'll be back uh, after the international break, but he'll definitely miss these two games. Everyone else got through the game okay. Um, James, he got his first run uh, for a while and he got through the game okay. And everyone else has trained well, so uh, the rest of the squad will be the same. It's all those first names, Davey, but we've uh, we've yeah. got that with the players. Um, they'll still be smarting, though, after that. Uh, well, they blew it, didn't they, against Livy? Yeah, it, it was unforgivable. And... There are only so many times that Ange Postacoglu can come out after a game and say, it was my fault, and get away with it. You know, because he's going to run out of goodwill eventually. He held his hands up after the first old firm game at Ibrox, said, I shouldn't have played Kyogo wide. My fault. He's doing it again at the weekend. You know, he'll only get so many free hits for the supporters who are getting a bit, bit fed up, I think, at times, with his intransigence. And to leave Kyogo on the bench against Livingston, beggars belief. Um, you know, in a game where, where you know you're going to have to take any chances that come your way, Livingston are going to be difficult to break down. You, you want a penalty box striker in there. Kyogo on the bench doesn't make any sense. I quote Alec Ferguson from a, a few weeks ago when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer left out Ronaldo and Fergie was caught unawares saying you always play your best players. This is a stage in the season where Kyogo is still fresh. We're not talking about February, March here. He's got to play him and he's got to play him through the middle. Barry? Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's similar to the Rangers um, scenario. I says about Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor. I know they're getting on wage, um, but for me, wrap them in cotton wool. Um, these guys are professional. Make sure they, they recover right and they need them. And similar to Celtic, I mean, you're leaving your best player out. You can see the manager maybe want to risk, but I think if you ask Kyogo, he, he would want to play. Um, so I found it strange in, in Saturday that he was left out. And you see... It affects, it affects the team because Kyogo is Celtic's best player alongside Callum McGregor. Why, why, Barry, why do you think he would leave him out at this stage in the season? And I must win, every game's a must win game for Celtic if it's a real Rangers in. What, what, I mean, he it, must be looking at it and thinking that Livingston may be an easier team to play against, um, which I think you've got to respect every single team the same way. And I think you've got to put out your best players every single yeah. time. Um, so I mean I'm sure when that team sheet went in David at 2 o'clock David Martindale was looking at that and thinking absolutely yeah we, we've got a good chance yep. you know? and of course they don't have a good record against Livingston well they lost the first one you yeah. know um, you know through in West Lothian yep. you know that that should 
treble alarm bells ringing. It was never going to be easy. Livy were always going to do the same thing, park the bus, allow Celtic to put crosses into the box and rely on their centre-backs defending the crosses. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, we, we all... Oh, certainly the neutrals and the Celtic fans, I think I've got time for Ange Postacoglu. They have sympathy for the, the what he inherited, but only to a certain extent. He's got to start picking his strongest team and getting his best players on the pitch. He's also saying the penalty decision was his. He said that he wanted Giacomacus to take it. Barry, what's your yeah, view? I, I was surprised when I seen him take it. I've watched the last two Celtic penalties. Juranovic has slotted them home brilliantly. Mm. Um, so he's the the one that you fully expect to go and take the penalty. Again, after the game, Postacoglu is saying that he made the decision for Giacomacus to, to take the penalty, which, after, as I said, the last two penalties Celtic have had, uh, Juranovic has went up and, and slotted them home easily so that was a surprise do you, do you think you can have a nominated do you think you can nominate your penalty taker before the game Barry given that the, the, the guy who's on the penalties could have a nightmare during the game and there could be a late penalty which is going to decide things and, and here's a guy who's had a shocker who's on the penalties and maybe doesn't want to be on them uh, see every team I played in David we, we knew before the game started who was a penalty taker? Right. That that that's the way it operated. I do that as a manager. I know who's going to take the penalty, but I understand that guy that is the nominated penalty taker, as you say, might have an absolute nightmare of a game. He might be brought off. So then it's it's up to somebody else. But I, I don't get it. Somebody who's been taking the penalties comes off the penalties. Yeah, don't don't I don't get would, it. You would you get the message soldier. out there? Sorry, Barry. Would you get the message out? Look, he's having a nightmare. Don't allow him to take it. Change it. Yeah, well, I, I would, um, I would expect maybe Callum McGregor uh, to say something that no, Juranovic is the penalty taker. Yeah. He steps up and take it. Maybe they're, they're yeah. wanting to give Gio Marcus a bit of confidence, um, get that goal. But I found it strange. That I just think that had it, had it been in the first half, Barry, you know, first twenty minutes of the game, I can understand mm -hmm. it. Last, you know, right into, right down to the wire where he's got to score. Yep. Juranovic, it has to be Juranovic. I, I could understand if Celtic in control, they're 2-0 they're yeah. up. Um, he's on a hat-trick. Let him go and um, slot it away for uh, three goals. But for me, again, I, I just found it strange that Juranovic is, is taking the last two Celtic penalties and slotted them away easily. Here's what the manager said about He's it. a striker, mate. You know, he's a number nine. You know, you don't come be number nine for Celtic and hide somewhere when a penalty's up for grabs in the last minute of a game. I reckon he would have been disappointed if he didn't take it. So I'd like to think he would be. So yeah, that's his challenge. But, you know, that's that's you come to a big club, you're the striker, you're expected to score goals. You're not expected to be protected from that. It was disappointing for him, I guess, personally. But from a team perspective, we're not going to hang it on him that we um, you know, he missed the penalty. Like I said, it was my decision to put him up there. So that's the way it is. And... I expect him to bounce back and as he should because he's going to get more opportunities to win games for it and I'd assume he want to be front and centre for that. David, does that change your mind? No, no. It, it doesn't, Paul. And I'll tell you why. I played with a guy called Andy Lynch yeah. who I don't mm. remember missing a penalty for our team and Andy was a left back. Look at Graham Alexander, manager of Motherwell. Mm. Wonderful record on penalties. Full back. So I don't think the, the striker thing necessarily is, is, is relevant. Um... I don't think Derek Johnson. Um, I don't. I don't think he took any, any penalties for Rangers. No, he didn't. Um, yep. So I, I, I don't think penalties and strikers necessarily go together. I, I, I think it's, I think it's, it's a, it's a specialist technique, and I know a lot of 
lot of defenders who were better than the strikers at, at knocking them away. You're yeah, laughing. I, you're, well, yeah, you're no, I was, I was the penalty yeah. taker. Um, and I think it was about 16 or 17 in a row. Oh. And uh, I missed two in one game. Dundee. And then we got a third penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Taxi and then for I Ferguson. could see the guys yeah. looking round about and I was like, no, yeah. I, I, I can't. I, I took <laughs> missed the second. Um, Who was the manager? It was it was Alec McLeish. Right. Yep. And Arteta, he stepped up and took the, yep. the third one. It was Spironi was a goalkeeper. I spoke about Julian, that. You did. Monday. Yeah, I heard you. Yeah, yeah I heard it on the programme. Um, Listen, people two can saves, miss. Yep. Two good saves he made. Yeah. <laughs> people can miss penalties, but you hear the manager saying, you know, give him a chance or whatever. They yeah. needed to get the three points, keep the pressure on Rangers, and then they blew it. They've also got Callum McGregor, who... He missed one. I know he did, but everyone has missed a penalty at some point. Do you not think the captain would have put that down and struck it? Although, like you, I thought Juranovic will take it, but he didn't. If spots and maybe's, but they could be I crucial I was just surprised moments. when I watched the highlights. and yeah. I, I, I knew it was nothing each, but when I went back home and I watched the highlights, mm. I was surprised it was Giamakis that stepped up mm. when Juranovic yeah. was, was on the pitch. Tomorrow night, it's going to be Rangers uh, playing against Bronby over there. Rob McLean's going to join us. He flew out with them today. And we're also speaking to a Scottish journalist over looking at Celtic playing against Ferenc Varos. Uh, Anthony Rawson got his new deal. Davey, you happy with that then? What, what a yeah. turnaround that's been. Yeah, 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 fabulous. Great example of what hard work can, can do. Um, you know, he looked as if he was finished at the club last season, as recently as last season. Uh, I've got to say, I wasn't impressed with his work early in the season. But he has turned that around big time um, and doing really well. And being asked to do, you know, play in a, in a in a difficult position where, at times, he has to take the ball in midfield with his, you know, facing his own goal, which is 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 not easy at all. And he, I, I think he's done everything that's been asked of him. Yeah, but listen, if you ask me about Ralston, was he going to be a Celtic player this season? I think we'd all agree we didn't think so. And um, one game he played last year one game and he's played 21 games this so far this season and he's been consistently good um, he could be a, a bit disappointed that maybe he's not had a, a shout at the, the, the Scotland squad but he has been one of Celtic's most consistent performers this season it's going to be some game tomorrow night Celtic Ferenc Farris over there and Rangers against Bronby we're going to turn our attention to that just after this yeah, listen, the mood's really good, confidence is high, as you can imagine. The Europa League, get the boys ready physically, mentally, and also with a game plan that's going to be successful on Thursday. From our perspective, it's about trying to you know, repeat the levels we showed last time against them. Uh, fantastic for challenge for us. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Davey Proven. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go, Thanks, Chris. Great to have you back on the traffic and travel. Barry was getting fed up at looking at screen number seven <laughs> and what's happening, especially with COP going on. So it's the home of all the traffic and travel all during COP and beyond. It's the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Paul Cooney with the former Rangers captain. Barry Ferguson, former Celtic star Davy Provin. And loads of your calls coming in. 0808 17 17 700. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. 
Tomorrow night, as you know, European action then. Rangers in Bronby and Celtic in Hungary up against Ferenc Varas. Here's what the manager thinks of the opposition. Yeah, they're a very good team and we knew that before we played them. We had to play really well uh, that night to, to get on top of them because we'd watched them against uh, Leverkusen and Betis and they're a fantastic team with some, some really good players. And at home, you know, in Europe, every time you play away, it's always a challenge irrespective of contrast and style. So from our perspective, it's about trying to, you know, repeat the levels we showed last time against them, uh, knowing that you know, we're going to face a, a good team that with their crowd behind them, as you said, they have to try and win. Um, so we expect them to, to put us under some pressure and fantastic for challenge for us as a team. Uh, playing away in Europe is always challenging against good teams. So, uh, But at, at the same time, it's, a, it's an absolutely great opportunity for, for growth and development. So from Ange Postacoglu, that was earlier today. He's now flown out to Hungary. Let's go on the lines to Kevin McCluskey, football journalist, for the HungarianFootball.com. Kevin, good evening. Thank you, Ethan. Thank you. Good to hear from you. I think we spoke with you last year, Kevin. So you're through. You're with Barry and Dave and myself. Um, well, what about this game tomorrow? Both guys here feel that Celtic should win the game. Uh, what's the feeling over there in Hungary? What are the Ferenc Varas people saying about the, the visit of Celtic? <clears throat> yeah, so they're, they're very much looking forward to it. Um, certainly, I think the view here is that this is the this is the last chance to learn really for Ferenc Varos in the, in Europe this season. It's a game that they feel they can win, and um, they're fairly confident that they can get a result. But I think kind of tempered as well by how they played certainly in the second half two weeks ago at Celtic Park. Um, you know they're not expecting to run away with this one tomorrow night, but they're confident they can get a result. Well, so I think. Having quite a lot of healthy respect for Celtic and what they can do. Kevin, you're caught in this one, aren't you? Because you are a Celtic fan, but you're living over there. Um, were you surprised at how good Celtic were against them? Uh, I don't know if I was surprised at how good Celtic were. I was more surprised at how poor Ferenc Varos were, certainly in the second half the other week. Um, I thought the first half was pretty even. And the first goal was always going to be vitally important. And you could see as soon as that went in, the heads went down from Ferenc Varos and Celtic just stepped up a level. I'm sure an extra bit of class that Ferenc Varos didn't have on, on the day. So can I say more, more surprised that Ferenc Varos weren't able to lift their game than, than Celtic lifting theirs. Davy, I see you nodding when he said that yeah. they were so poor. Well, I, I, I saw the Ferenc Varos side, that beat Neil Lennon's side, looked a, a very decent team. Um, and I think only five of that side started the game against Ange Postacoglu's team. And, you know, Ange Postacoglu predictably is saying they're a very good side. I don't think they looked a good side at Celtic Park. You might argue Celtic made them look ordinary. Uh, either way, I think Celtic showed enough in the first leg that they can go to Hungary and win. The Celtic defence has been so badly criticised, quite rightly last season, Barry, but... Uh... The top of the league in terms of goals conceded this season so far, it's it's been quite a turnaround. It has, and it's a full, I mean, include the, the goalkeeper in that, the back five. Um, it's a whole new defensive setup. It's going to take a bit of time. I still think they look suspect. Um, you've seen the, the goal, I'll go back to the midweek game against um, Hibs, the set piece. Um, but listen, I think Joe, Joe Hart's been a, a massive sign, and there's, there's still been mistakes happening in the Celtic defence but Joe Hart's got them out um, the mire a couple of times um, but in terms of 
Celtic going over there. I, I don't think they've got anything to fear. I know the Hungarians have got to come at Celtic because they've got to win the game. And I think that might play up Celtic Street and it'll leave spaces um, for Celtic to go and um, get in behind them because Celtic going forward can create chances and score goals. It was Furuhashi a couple of weeks ago, Davy, wasn't it? And uh, Turnbull, yeah. who got the goals for Celtic. Uh, Kevin, Davy has been saying, well, a couple of things. One, Carl Starfelt, who had a tough start to the season. He's out, we know that. So could be beat on at the back, Davy, or Stephen Welsh back in for you, Davy? I, I think it'll be beat on. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think Ange Postacoglu maybe had a look at young Welsh and, and felt he was asking too much of him. Uh, and I think in a game like this, uh, you, you go with Beton, who plays at the back for his national team, and you know I think would be the ideal, ideal partner there. But you know the, the, the sooner Celtic get uh, Christopher Julian back, uh, I think they're going to look a different side altogether. Yeah, he is missed. Who should we look out for then? Would you say Kevin, who could do damage uh, for Ferenc Varus against Celtic? Yeah, so there's a couple of players I would probably highlight over the rest. Um, you've got Mirko Uzuni who's an Albanian international, tends to play on the right of the front three. Mm-hmm. On his day, he's a, he's a fantastic player. He's very quick and direct. Likes to sort of run at the defenders and commit his man. Um, pretty decent in front of goal. He scored the, the goal against Betis um, in match day two, I think that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if he plays, it's still uncertain at the moment if he's actually fit enough to play, but the, the main central striker, Ryan May, is someone again who's who's a real threat. He's scored, I think he's in double figures already this season. Uh, okay, it's, it's against lesser opposition potentially in Hungary, but he's certainly a guy who's got an eye for goal. Very good movement up front. So again, if he plays, he's another one I think uh, you should be keeping an eye out for. Because Celtic, uh, Davy, are always uh, capable of lo- away from home. Celtic tend to concede goals. Yeah, they in do. Europe. Well, Celtic yeah. concede goals even domestically, Paul. Um, I still don't think they're right at the back. Uh, and until they are right at the back, I don't think they'll, they'll be a threat to Rangers this season. But this game tomorrow night, in isolation, it's a game that Celtic can win. Celtic have got the, the firepower up, up front, uh, I, I think, to, you know, to, to, go, to go and win the tie. Go and win it on the front foot. Here's the manager speaking about the game and uh, the real need for the three points. We obviously lost our first two games, so you kind of know. Um, Want to be in a position to, to try and get out of the group and a victory tomorrow night uh, is uh, is going to help us in that cause. So, you know, we've got to go for the game and, and go for the win and, and, again, play our football and, and try and get maximum points out of it. And the hallmark of the Ange ball, the Ange tactics, it's uh, about attacking football. I know he's going to be a really good player for us, uh, particularly the way we play. And, uh, you know, he's had a frustrating time. So great to get him back up and running. Mikey now, you know, every week is building more and more. And Liel's in a better place now that we've given him a bit of a spell with with Jota. And you've always got Kyogo and and Jacko up there. So not just how we start, but the ability to to throw guys on, particularly late in games, particularly in Europe, when you know know, there's there's going to be something riding on the game for sure um, tomorrow night uh, towards the end of it being able to, to throw on some quality in the front half is going to be a good option to have and Kevin initially there I think he was speaking about James Forrest who came on at the weekend and you'll know all about him former player of the year Celtic missed him so badly last season oh yeah Forrest has been a massive miss to Celtic in the last year year and a half that he's been you know out and unfit um, and I think a player like Forrest his influence in the team isn't always noticed until he's out of the team Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's such a, an influential player in the right-hand side. He pops up with goals in big games. 
need to look at Lazio a couple of seasons ago when he scored out in Rome. He's done it in old firm games. He's done it in Europe. He's, he's certainly a, an experienced head now as well that I think Celtic need in, in the front line. Someone that can guide them through important games. So it's good to see that he's on his way back. Whether he gets to start tomorrow, I'm not sure. I think it could be a game too soon, but he'd certainly be a good option to have on the bench. Barry, I know he's a player that you think really highly of. James Forrest. Yeah, and, and listen, been out injured that I thought Celtic missed him last season. I think he came in for un, unfair criticism at times um, from Celtic fans. Um, you just need to look what he's done for Celtic in terms of winning trophies and the level that he's played consistently over the years. Um, but look, Celtic now have got real comp- uh, competition for places. Um, obviously, Jota and a bad start, but... You've got James Forrest now on the way back and Mikey Johnson. Um, so you've got to perform. Now, if they don't perform, they've got people waiting on the sidelines that will take over. Davey, um, I, I suppose as players, I was going to say you love the European trips, but you were never actually on them. But you've been on them many times yeah. uh, media-wise. Uh, Kev, Budap- Budapest, I know the Celtic fans are not supposed to be in the ground, I don't think, but there must be some of them in the city. Yeah, there is. Um, I think there's several hundred fans I don't know, potentially a thousand or so, even though have come over, made the journey from Scotland and UK around Europe. Um, so there's there's quite a few fans over. I haven't made it out yet to to mingle with them, but I'm sure as the evening draws on, I'll go out and experience um, a, a European night in, in my new home city. Go out and get bladdered, Kevin. You <laughs> responsibly, <laughs> of course. To say that, David. Yeah. <laughs> Kev, what's it like? What's the weather like then for the game for tomorrow? Yeah, it's, uh, it should be like home from home for Celtic, I think. Um, it's going to be cold and, and, and wet what's your... in the forecast. So. <laughs> and Kevin, what's your prediction? Yeah, uh, I'll stick my neck out in the line. Last year I said that Ferenc Varos were going to cause the upset um, and could potentially knock Celtic out. This year I'm a little bit more confident. Can of echo in Davies' comments about that they're not the same side as they were last year? So I'll I'll, uh, I'll go for a Celtic win, a narrow Celtic win. Davy, it's his fault last year. He called it right right <laughs> at the beginning when people thought oh, they'll go through. Yeah, uh, I know, I know. But you know, I, I hate even thinking about that game last season. So much at stake, and Celtic caught with the old sucker punch, the old rope a dope trick that they fell into continually, and hopefully they won't do it again tomorrow. But Kev saw early on that they were capable of that. <coughs> Barry, you expect uh, Celtic to win tomorrow? Have you? I played? don't think they've got anything. Yeah. If you, I'm just going on. Wait, listen, I know Fenris Varos were away from home, but nobody really stood out for me in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Celtic, look, certainly when they scored the first goal, they, they dominated the game after that. But I, I fully expect Celtic to go over there and, and get the three points. What is the need if they want to qualify? Have you played in Budapest? Either I have you, not you played no. in Budapest. No, Maybe no. I played, played in Hungary, but not in Budapest. Yeah, mm. I haven't been there. You just got to hope the game passes with the incident as well, Paul. You know, yeah. the. The, I think the Hungarian FA after the scenes at Wembley and Ferenc Varis himself I think put the message out before the first game um, you know I don't think they, they did they withdraw their ticket allocation but they're certainly aware that they're under the microscope the UEFA microscope and you've got to hope this game passes without any incident at all especially after the Glen Kamara uh, carry on um, course, Eastern yeah. Europe has a problem and we hope it's it's on the wane now. Yeah, in Slavia Prague, there are more allegations uh, overnight against the assistant manager that an alleged racist uh, slur 
by the assistant boss Pavel Rehak. Kevin, are there any worries about that uh, over there for the game tomorrow? What's the advice to any of your fellow countrymen coming over? Yeah, so my advice on the day of the game, I would say if you don't have a ticket, which no one really should have, stay away from the ground um, and kind of just stay to stick towards the city centre, I would suppose. Uh, there's a, a few Irish bars that would happily take you in, trouble-free. Um, I don't expect there to be much trouble at the game. But uh, again, it is something, like as David just highlighted again as well, that there is something that in Eastern European football, there is an element of the racism creeping back into the support. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ferenc Varos has certainly been a side who you know, led the way in Hungary and trying to stamp that out. So, That's good. yeah, I'm hopeful yep. that the game will pass you off very peacefully. Kevin, thanks so much for taking our call this evening on Go Radio. Cheers, Kevin. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much. That's Kevin McCluskey there from HungarianFootball.com. It's amazing all these podcasts, isn't it? And yeah. you know, journalists over. So and Kevin's living out there. He's living there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah, he joined us last summer as well. So good to hear him there. Wonderful city. Yeah. To, to work in, live and work in it. Uh, I'm surprised you've not been there, Paul. I've not. No, I don't think we were ever there. I was in Bucharest with Rangers played mm. there. In fact, not be before your time. I sometimes say, Barry goes, oh, that's before my time. <laughs> that was 1995. Rangers played there in Europe in yeah. Bucharest. I remember being there, but not in Budapest. I'll tell you who's in Liverpool today. Luis Suarez is back in town. Liverpool against Atletico Madrid. And what about that goal last night? Or the goals? Ronaldo. What are we saying? Two weeks ago, they were giving him pelters after they were thrashed by Liverpool. I don't know how you can give that man any criticism whatsoever. What what he's done, um, what he's achieved in his career, at the age he's at, he still looks... Listen, he's, he's not got the... the frightening pace he once had because yeah, he's getting on but w- what a footballer um, go back to last weekend against Spurs what a finish then he comes up with, with the finish last night to get Man United a point in the Champions League phenomenal football player I think, I think Paul you have to accept he is not going to press for you and and you're, I don't think you, you should expect him to press I think you should have guys round about him who've got the legs to do his pressing for him and then let him go and win the game for you you know, he, he's he's the game changer. He's the match winner. So this nonsense about, you know, he doesn't do enough kilometres um, during a game. You know, I'll say it again, I'd rather have Mo Salah in my team than Mo Farah. <laughs> it doesn't matter how far you're on the football pitch. But they set up Man United like against Spurs, Davey. They, they set yep. up a different way. Mm-hmm. So there was people going and closing down. And look what happens. He sets up a goal. He scores an unbelievable wonder strike. Um He's a he's a top player, as I said. Mm-hmm. People need to remember what age he is as well. He's he's not going to yeah. do what he'd done ten years ago when he was at Manchester United. Um, but listen, Man United need him in the team because he's a difference. Yeah. And his goals coming in Fergie time, end of the first half and end of the they game. They seem to come Amazing, late. You know, you yeah. know when you really need a goal, he yeah. he's the guy. And I, you know, I, I go back to Eric Cantona, at Man United. But you know, imagine asking Cantona to go and press the ball. Yeah. No chance. Yeah. He, he would win the game for you, but. He's not going to do too much running. I like We like that about Mo Salah. That was good chat. And who is going to be the manager of Newcastle? Well, it's not going to be Unai Emery. He doesn't fancy it. He doesn't want to go. Doesn't seem to be the vision there. He says he wants to stay at Villa Real in the sunshine in Spain. It's the Go Radio Football Show from the heart of Glasgow. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go!
Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre with Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and Davy Proven. Loads of your calls on 0808 17 17 700. So we were looking at Celtic there in Hungary for the match tomorrow night with Ferenc Faros. Rangers this time tomorrow. They will have kicked off and we'll be on live tomorrow night at 5.45 when Rangers are on. Rangers up against Bronby. The manager flew out today. There was the private service for the family for Walter Smith, the late, great Walter Smith. And... Uh, There'll be a public service on the 19th of November. But there were thousands of people lined up outside Ibrox today as the cortege went past Ibrox for one last time with Walter Smith there. So tomorrow night for the match itself, the manager though, he was on the Zoom and the media conference beforehand and he was saying they're ready now for a run in the Europa League. Yeah, listen, the mood's really good. Confidence is high, as you can imagine. It was a really uh, important win and victory at the weekend. We've done it in style. Um, but there's also got to be a realisation that the Europa League, different competition, different level, almost a one-off game, if you like, because it's a must-win in terms of us keeping it in control, in our control to get out of the group. So we almost have to move on very quickly from the weekend, take the positives from it, get the boys ready physically, mentally, and also with a game plan that's going to be successful on Thursday. Barry, a different level from Motherwell, is what he's saying really effectively. Yep, listen, it's Europa League. Um, but watching Bromby um, at Ibrox, I was really disappointed in them, Paul, if I'm being honest with you. Um, that could have been uh, four or five if Rangers had their shooting boots on so again just what the manager said there I thought Rangers were excellent and Sunday after they went a goal down you're sitting there thinking right what, what they made um, they come back in fine style getting two goals before half time and then the second half it was just waves of attack and they looked like scoring at every opportunity so the confidence is high and I think they'll go over to Bronby and I don't think there'll be any issues I think uh, Rangers will come back with three points great phrase I've not heard that for a wee while the shooting boots on yeah. this guy definitely did didn't he fashion Sakala here's the manager well, look that's the reason why we, we made that addition into our squad it was it was an area and a unit where we felt we needed something different something that we could maybe polish up and develop and someone who could add a real uh, strength to our attack and play with that raw pace and power he, he's an incredible human being the way he's come into the club his smile his demeanour uh, his attitude and his energy he's lifted the whole place we needed time to make him settle and get him used to us we needed to get used to him and you know the signs are that he's starting to really find his feet here now at Rangers and he's a real exciting one for everyone uh, to watch moving forward and listen there'll be plenty of opportunities for fashion see his strengths and his consistency coming out from a training point of view and uh, it was no surprise that he put in the performance at the weekend that he did Davy, fashion Sakala yeah terrific terrific but you know looking at this game Paul if if Rangers want to be taken seriously, you know, in European competition, if they want to have any credibility, this is the type of game they have to win. They have to get out of the section and they have to get into the latter stages. And I don't think that's asking too much of either of the old firm clubs. Um, you know, Rangers blew it against Malmo. Mm -hmm. And if they want to atone for that, and I'm not convinced they can, given what was at stake against Malmo. But if, 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 if they want to be have any credibility in Europe they've got to get to the latter stages we're talking about Walter Smith here Walter Smith took a Rangers squad and Barry might disagree with two or three maybe three or four exceptional exceptional players most of that Rangers squad were bog standard and somehow Walter Smith got them to a European final it was miraculous mm -hmm. but that's where Rangers should be pitching now to get to go all the way in the Europa League 
we, we can accept that maybe the Glasgow clubs aren't, don't have the resources to challenge the real top boys in the Champions League. But the Europa League, they should be going for it big time. Barry, you can't disagree with that, do you? I can't, they, nope. they should. Both Rangers and Celtic should begin into the group stages of the Champions League. Now, no being disrespectful to teams like Malmo, Bronby, Fiennes, Varos. Rangers and Celtic should be beating these teams. I don't care what anybody says. There's enough quality in both teams to beat these sort of teams. So um, that's why I fully expect both of them to go tomorrow night or evening and get the, the three points. Um, in terms of our team that went to the UEFA Cup final in 2008, we, we weren't a, a star-studded team, but we were a well-organised, well-oiled machine that knew our jobs inside out. Difficult to play against. We had two ways of playing at home. We kind of went for teams. Away from home, we sat in and hitting the counter-attack. And it's it's done, but both Rangers and Celtic should be getting out the group stages of Europa League. But first and foremost, they should be getting through the qualifiers of the Champions League mm -hmm. and getting into the group stages. Davy, why is it? Because the budgets are much bigger at Rangers and Celtic than they are at the likes of Malmo, and yet Malmo last night are up against Chelsea. Yeah, I I, I just don't think the budgets are anywhere near where they were. The Halcyon days when David Murray had Ronald De Boer and John Hartson and Ibrox going to sign the two of them in the one day. You know where the budget? Where were the you know when? You know, Celtic were, were beating Juventus and Man United and AC Milan at Celtic Park, you know, and could pay Bobo Balda £28,000 a week. These days have gone. And I think proper players cost proper money now. There's been a lot of downsizing. Um, and I, I would just love to see... the. And I remember, you know, working uh, for, for Sky, where we had both old firm clubs playing Champions League football, one on a Tuesday, one on a Wednesday, and there was nothing like it. Nothing like it. It's the best, isn't it? Champions yeah, see, League. See in terms of Europa, group stage, take Leverkusen and Celtic's group. They're a Champions League team, Davey. Leon yep. and Rangers group. Right, that might be a bit too far because yeah. they can go and spend 25 million, 30 million euros on a player. But in terms of betters, Fenis Varos, Celtic, for me, should be beaten. And Bronby and Sparta Prague, Rangers should be beaten. The financial incentive is there to do well. Here's Stephen Gerrard. We need to keep doing as well as we can. The, the aim is to have European football here after Christmas. So we need to keep, obviously, all pulling in the right direction to try and provide that and produce it. But in terms of the financials and the numbers, no one really needs to concern themselves with it except the people at Rangers. Uh, and myself, but that will always remain private. AC Milan nil, Porto one, and it's Diaz who scored in six minutes. Games are underway as well, Barry. We've got Real Madrid against Shakhtar Donetsk, nil-nil after seven and a half minutes. Yep, he said it himself. They need to continue European football well, after they, Christmas. Both of them. If yeah. they get into European football after Christmas, that's more money, and I'm sure the boards at both clubs will hand that to the manager because January is going to be a big window for both managers. But a tough window, Davy, isn't it? January it's not the easier one yeah but but I think there's an element if, if if Celtic don't allow this gap between themselves and Rangers to get any wider I think Celtic have to go big in the transfer market I don't think Rangers have the resources to go big in the transfer market and that's what Steven Gerrard was getting at a few weeks ago when he said we haven't spent anything in the last couple of windows if we're to get to the next level we have to spend big I, I just don't see you know looking at the numbers Rangers haven't sold anyone of any importance. Where, where did they get the money? Celtic have the money. Celtic's net spend um, has been zero. You know, they got good money for Ayer, for Frimpong, um, for Edward. That There is money there for Postacoglu to go and strengthen Celtic significantly in the window. I'm not convinced Rangers have that headroom just now. Barry, would you expect Celtic to invest significantly? Yep. 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 
Yeah, it's clear. Postacoglu has already said it. He's already started his recruitment um, for January. In terms of Rangers, you might see in January one, maybe going to create a bit of money for the manager to go and which one, Barry? Maybe spend. What, who, who do you think you could afford to lose? Nathan That's, Patterson. Mm, yeah, I, I wouldn't like to see it happening because yeah. I, I like him. I, I want to see young players come through and progress and become regulars and. And an old firm team, um, but that might be the route Rangers might need to go down because the manager made it clear two or three weeks ago when he spoke about it that he's not spent any money, um, or the Rangers board will come up with something. Mm-hmm. You've got a look in your eye that they might be. Yeah, so they, they have. Yeah. Be fair, Douglas Park, to be fair, to mm-hmm. him, the chairman's sure. been been good with the. I know he's not spent any money, but he spent a lot in wages in terms of Lundstrom's, Sakala guys like that. Um, they're not becoming in. And, and poor salaries they'll be getting decent money um, but in terms of transfer fees yep they've not spent any transfer fees over the last two windows if it's the board against each other Davey it's 1-0 Rangers over the last two years isn't it the yeah, way that they turned it round undoubtedly yeah. um, you know for, for Celtic to be in such a dominant position and to, to lose the title arguably the most important title for many many years last season um, was down to the willingness of the Rangers directors to put their hands into their own mm-hmm pockets dip into their own personal fortunes uh, and they got the reward for it and, and Celtic unfortunately were asleep at the wheel but uh, I do think there is enough pressure on the Celtic board this time around that, that they will go big in January they have to and Rangers you think Barry would sign somebody as well so if they if they take in at 4 or 5 million or an 8 million or a 10 million they would spend yeah, I'm some sure of I'm sure whatever comes in they'll, they'll give the manager it. Mm-hmm. That, that's the kind of back he's had um, and, and listen, I think that the Rangers board, the Rangers chairman, the Rangers board deserve a lot of credit for what they've done over the past three years. And I think they've had that. They certainly have had on this yep. programme as well. Mm-hmm. And Davey, the, the, the Celtic board must be sitting saying, you know, in business, you know, they all love the business. Yeah. But, but they must be, what are Celtic going to do to to win this title next year? Which which they really, if you look at the financial situation, if that's true, the Celtic balance sheet is much stronger yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I just think there's a culture at Celtic in the boardroom where they, they spend the, the, the bare minimum. I'm, Still, I'm, I'm yeah. not convinced it's going to change. I hope it's going to change. I'm not convinced it's going to change because they know they know the supporters. And if you know, if you look at last season, supporters buying season tickets, 50,000 season tickets for games that they were going to be watching on their laptops, the Celtic directors know that. They, you know, they, they know the supporters will always be there. And... You know, I'd, I'd love to think there, there's going to be a, a, a change and they're going to show some real ambition, but I wouldn't put my house on it. I, I believe the Rangers board will look at it and think, this season, what is what is this championship worth? It's worth £40 million. So I think the way that the Rangers board may think is, I wouldn't say gamble, but I think if the manager thinks he f- or he feels he needs to strengthen a certain area, I think they'll back him. Fascinating. Want to hear more? from Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven, and from you after the news. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trading exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. 
price. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Big European week. Last night this time, Rob and the guys were speaking about the Scotland squad for the games Moldova and Denmark. We'll touch on that on this hour. Davey Proven, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and loads of your calls 0808 17 17 700 Davey, we'll talk about where you'll be this weekend but at the moment you're watching what Real Madrid against Shakhtar Donetsk Yeah, Real Madrid won up um, Karim Benzema with, with the goal Shakhtar previously to that hit the post could have been one up it's a, it's a terrific game of football end to end stuff really open um, and I, I think you, you can see in this game that the difference between the Europa League and the, the the Champions League, it's definitely a step up. Having played in it, Barry, what's the difference in the Champions League? Obviously, the, the quality, but give us a wee insight when you're yeah, in the Champions yeah. League. You're up against the best managers, the best teams and the best players. Uh, Paul, it's, a, it's an education as well, but listen, you're coming up against the best, as I said, and you, you, you see how far you are in terms of a, a player. But I, I loved it. It was the, the build-up to it. Um, that tune for 15 or 20 seconds standing <laughs> there it was um, that's the place to play your football for me it's the elite the Champions League and in the Champions League AC Milan nil, Porto 1 Davey did you see the goal there in 6 minutes? Didn't. no I didn't either I just wondered if you'd seen it I thought you had the magic <laughs> specs maybe somebody will have seen it probably commentating on it he flew out today to Denmark it's our own Rob McLean's on the line good evening Rob hi Paul hi Barry hi Davey how you doing Rob? Rob? Barry actually does, 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 would Barry recognise the Europa League anthem or was that kind of beneath his levels? <laughs> I don't want to say. No, listen, eh, Europa League, it's still playing in Europe, but listen, it's, there's a major difference, Rob. There's no doubt about that. Rob, how was it you flew out today? How is it looking yeah. there in Denmark? It's, look, it's, uh, it's looking lovely, actually. Really nice uh, down beside the water um, in Copenhagen. And, um, you know, obviously you'll, you'll have spoken uh, a lot about this in the course of the show already. The fact that Ryan Kemp has flown out with Rangers and yep. um, could be back uh, involved tomorrow night. So, and, and Ryan Jack might be involved come the weekend. So when you, when you think about that and you think about the six goals at Malibu at the weekend and you think about how they outplayed Bromby in the first game at Ibrox a couple of weeks ago, um, it's, all, it's all moving in a, a pretty nice direction, I think, for Rangers. It sure is. The guys feel that you know Rangers should be strong enough. Of course they should after the performance two weeks ago. Yeah, what, what about uh, Ryan Kemp? Well, David, you were wondering why he would go. Un- yeah, unless I, he I, I yeah. just don't... Well, he's not going to start the game. I don't think there's any chance no. he'll start the no. game. He, no. he might get the last quarter, but I, I just think they'd be better you know, having him at Ockenhowie and, and doing some real good cardiovascular stuff. Yeah, you, you would have to think, though, Davey, that, that he will be involved at some stage. Well, they wouldn't have taken him otherwise, Rob, would they? They, they, no, they wouldn't no, have taken no, him. No, no. And, and maybe it's, maybe it's um, just, you know, it adds to uh, a really good spell for Rangers where they've played the best football of the season um, on Sunday, scored six against Motherwell, opened up a four-point gap at the top. On the back of that game against Bromby, they put three Europa League points on the board looking to put another three tomorrow night. It's just, it's just all moving in that direction. They get Ryan Kent back in the squad, they maybe give him 10 or 15 minutes uh, tomorrow night. 
Um, and, and, you know, it, it just seems as if, if Rangers are turning a corner at the moment. And, you know, looking on Sunday, like the team that wiped the floor with the opposition last season. So, that, I mean, that's got, presumably that's got to be what that's all about tomorrow night. But you would, you would be surprised, I think, Barry, would you, if, if Rangers um, changed at all from the, the team that won on Sunday, Scott Arfield in midfield, and Fashion Sakala presumably can't be shifted up front. Yeah, but I agree with you, Rob. I can't see any changes. Look, Scott Arfield's not played a lot of football, but again, I mean, he's come in for the cold and I, I thought he was excellent. The only one change that might happen, Rob, I don't know if you know any information. Kamara, Stephen Gerrard had mentioned he's 50 yeah. 50 for the game. Um, but if he's fit, I see him going with the, the same starting 11 because obviously confidence must be sky high with the, the performance. Second, uh, certainly in the second half, I thought Rangers were, were different class. Rob, here's what the manager said about Glenn Kamara. Glenn Kamara's had a whack on his ankle. He actually had two kicks on the same ankle, so there's a little bit of swelling in there. Being a big improvement overnight, uh, which gives him that 50% chance. And we'll wait as long as we need to in terms of Glenn because he's so important. But we'll probably know at the back end of today's session or tomorrow morning whether he's going to be fit to start or not. So, Rob, you'll probably get the word on that tomorrow morning. Yeah, is, is that the medical description of whack on the ankle? Yeah, um, from, from Stephen Gerrard. But, I mean, Glenn Kamara has been so, so much part of his European teams. I mean, he. You know, if, if he's been available, it's a bit like Conor Goldson, isn't it? If he if he's been available, he's played, um, and you would imagine he will give him every chance um, to be part of an unchanged team from Sunday if he's able to make it with um, with Scott Arfield in the midfield and, and Joe Aribo pushed pushed that little bit further forward. Uh, Fashion Sakala, Alfredo Morelos. You know, it's, it's looking it's looking like a really good team. Bearing in mind, of course that, that you know, Ryan Kemp will be on the bench, you would imagine. Uh, Ryan Jack still to come back. No Phil Hellander. Uh, no Borna Barisic um, as well. So, um, you know, Rangers are, I think, making big strides, it seems, at the moment, and, and still with big players to come back as well. So uh, it does seem as if uh, things are moving in a, a pretty positive direction. This is what the manager had to say about Bronby. Well, I think, look, we, we have to realise this is going to be a different environment. Um, it'll be a full house. Spoke to Daniel Agger about the Bromby support, um, how lively they're going to be and how much they're going to be up for this game. So it's going to be a real tricky tie from, from that point of view. I think Bromby are in a, a must-win situation where, where they lie and after the results at Ibrox. They've almost got nothing to lose and, and everything to gain. So I think they'll go for the game. I think they'll be aggressive. I think they'll come for us. So we have to take a lot of things into consideration in our preparation and our planning. Make sure that we we are we are ready for whatever comes our way. We know it'll be a tough game. The Europa League games away from home are always a big challenge. We we faced them a couple of weeks ago, so we know them well. And then we've done some more homework on this team individually and collectively. And then we're going into the game prepared and ready. Rob uh, Stephen Gerrard, as you know, flew out later in a private jet, along with um, his assistant. Uh, McAllister, Gary McAllister, because of the private service for Walter Smith. So it was right that he was there and uh, the Rangers director. Yeah. So he'll join up with them this evening. Short flight that you made today to Copenhagen. Have you any worries whatsoever for Rangers tomorrow? Not really, Paul. Um, I mean, Broadby have won their three domestic games since they lost at Ibrox. So, you know, they, they have... Uh, produce some good results in the interim, but they're still only sixth in Danish top league. Um, and 
I think, I mean, I think the fact, I'd be interested to know what, what Barry and Davey think about this, but, but um, you know, the very fact that Bromby, I mean, Bromby are the only team in the Europa League who've, so far, who've still to score uh, so far this season. Uh, they've only got one point on the board. They need to go for it, as Stephen Gerrard said there. They need to be going for it tomorrow night. And, I, and for me, that plays into Rangers' hands because there will be nothing uh, cautious about them. They, they, only a win will do for them. And I, and I just think that will open up the game for Rangers to finish them off and make it six points out of six against the Danish champions. What, do you, what are you thinking? Yeah, that, see in terms of when Bromby came to Ibrox, he sat behind the ball, Rob, so I, I agree with you. That obviously, the managers mentioned they need to win, but so did Rangers, but I think it plays into Rangers' hands mm-hmm. if Bromby come at them. That'll obviously leave gaps um, in, in the back, back line, so I, I honestly believe that Rangers will, will go there. Listen, they'll come out the traps, Rob, no doubt about it, but yeah. as long yeah. as Rangers are compact and, and keep it solid for the first 15-20 minutes, then the game settles down a wee bit, then Rangers can take control and for me, Rangers come away with the three points. Davey? I think it's the perfect game for Rangers who I think have played their best football away from home in European football since Steven Gerrard came into the club and they're up against a team who are going to have to chase the game, come on to Rangers. It's the perfect scenario for Rangers to win the game. Rob, we're seeing a great picture here which I believe James were putting on uh, our social medias you live from Copenhagen there uh, what's the Ritz like in Copenhagen? <laughs> well it's not not up to my usual standards to be honest but uh, yeah it's going to have it's going to have to do um, no it's, it's actually a, it's a, a lovely a lovely setting I thought you were going to say wonderful uh, for a moment there Rob uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rob more, more importantly how much is it for a beer? <laughs> well, Rob will never know because he won't be buying. <laughs> well, I'm actually on the Go Radio Football Show expenses account over here, so yeah, I'm just I'm yeah. just signing it all through. I'm 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 hoping uh, hoping the gaffer is going to be okay with that, Paul. Yeah, I'm sure she will be, Rob. You're you're, you're due a Carlsberger too. <laughs> Listen, let's ask Davy where he's going to be this week. So we're all looking forward to tomorrow night. Farns Farris against Celtic, uh, Rangers playing Bronby. Davy this weekend uh, Antonio Conte on your yeah, sights yeah. yeah Antonio Conte's first game uh, Everton Spurs yeah. albeit uh, Goodison so looking forward to that I think he'll make a great impact here at Tottenham Barry it's uh, some signing isn't it for Tottenham yeah. no no it didn't last long no he, he didn't I think what was it 17 games yeah. uh, something like that but listen Conte you just need yeah. to look at his record yep games. Yeah. You just need to look at Conte's record where he's, he's been won the, the Premier League at, at Chelsea went over into Milan won the league last year I don't know what happened um, he, he left in the summer I know uh, Spurs tried to get him in the summer but they couldn't get it through So Well they were selling Lukaku and he, you know, he didn't yeah, fancy life without great him Great capture and, and yeah. I think he'll make a massive difference mm-hmm. And Rob, Unai Emery oh, because, Sorry. Because, because, yeah. I was, yeah I was just going to ask because, because Davy is such an authority on English football, I was just going to ask him what, what the latest was on Unai Emery because it seemed as if it was a, a shoe-in that, that he was going to be going to Newcastle. But I did see uh, some headlines this morning. I loved. I used to love his interviews when he, he started all his interviews with Good Evening. Uh, I wonder <laughs> if he comes back, if he'll, if he'll still be opening up in that style. But will he be coming back to English football, Davey? What are you thinking? No, I'd, well, by all accounts, he's just issued a statement in the last couple of hours, Rob, Saying that he um, is very flattered, as they as they say, um, flattered by Newcastle's interest, one of the great clubs, but uh, feels he owes it to uh, Villarreal to to stay 
to stay in Spain. And you know that right. you can either put that down to a guy who has a real sense of loyalty, um, or you can put it down to a guy who's had a look at English football with Arsenal, didn't work for him, and he, he feels he's going to be more successful in Spain. But either way, I think whoever gets a Newcastle job first time around has got a hell of a job. I, I was at the game with Chelsea at the weekend and uh, they, they need a complete rebuild. Barry, could you be tempted from Alloa to go to <laughs> to join the Saudi down at uh, Newcastle United? Not enough money. No, not enough not money. Enough. Yeah. No. But it's, it's remarkable, isn't it? They're in danger of going down. They are in danger. Um, and it looks to me that the managers that are getting mentioned um, don't fancy it. So I could see Graham Jones being in charge for the foreseeable future because um, it looks to me of the managers, as I said, the big names that they've targeted um, are not interested in it. Rob, before you go, what about Celtic tomorrow night? Here's Ange Postacoglu speaking about the improvements in the team in uh, the last two months. Expect them to improve till the moment they, they hang up their boots and, and that's what they should, all should be trying to do irrespective of age or experience. And yeah, Tony's still very young. He's I mean, he's he's 22 and, you know, he hasn't had a lot of senior football. So, you know, whatever gains he's made in the last sort of three months, uh, I expect he keeps applying himself, which I'm sure he will, and has the right mindset then. You know, there's no limit to how much people can improve, provided you want to and, you, and you're willing to, and the environment sets it up that way. And uh, like every other footballer here, we'll, we'll be pushing to do that. And no fans tomorrow night? I know he's going to be a really good player for us. So. No away fans, of course. Yeah, look, it's disappointing for our supporters, I guess. Um, disappointing for, for the atmosphere, but yeah, it's a world we live in where these things um, aren't as clear-cut as they were in the past. We're being guided again by, by government uh, regulatory bodies and, um, yeah, disappointing for our fans. Uh, I'm sure it's a beautiful city, Budapest. Um, yeah, it's a shame we're not going to have them in the in the stadium. But another good challenge for our players going into an environment um, where you know that uh, you know the opposition are going to have all the support behind them. And uh, again, a good challenge, great opportunity for us to to, to have some growth. That was a Zoom um, media conference just beforehand. Rob, would you expect Celtic to win tomorrow? Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting, I think, Paul, that, that immediately off the back of the, the home game against Fenerbahce Forest, I thought, right, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it was 2-0 going on a whole lot more, and I thought Celtic will go to Budapest and win this. And, and I think they still probably will. But, you know, the reason I'm, I'm sort of hedging a little bit at this stage would be that I think they really miss Tom Rogic um, because he has been so good for them. And I think you, you, you maybe saw at the weekend the struggle to beat Livingston um, was maybe down to not having his abilities, you know, just to carve out little openings. Um, and, and so he's a miss. And, and, and I think, I, I never thought I'd find myself saying this, but I think Sparfelt might be a miss as well from the point of view that, that it's just, you know, what, what Celtic have had in recent times is continuity. You might not be totally convinced about Starfelt and Carter Vickers, but, you know, actually it seems to have been working. They've got the best, the joint best defensive record in the in the Premiership. So I just wonder, David, you know, that changing things at the moment, the likes of Rogers and the likes of Starfelt might not be what Celtic need. But but in saying that, I probably think they, they do have enough to, to win again. I, I I would think, you know, similarly to, to Rangers, they're up against a side who, who have to open up, Rob. And I, I think that will suit Celtic. Celtic had a good counter-attacking side. Um, the centre-back position is still a worry for me. Uh, I still think they have to go and get a proper centre back in the in the next window. Yeah. yeah. Window. Uh, hopefully Julian is back, and I think once they get this, the central defensive area, and I know you can look at the stats and say they've got a, a good defensive record. They are not right at the back. If once they get the two centre backs that they need, 
I think Celtic will be a, a different proposition. Scoreline for you tomorrow night then, Rob, for Celtic? Um, I'm going to go for 2-1 Celtic tomorrow night. And tomorrow night you are our commentator on BT Sports for Rangers. Yes, and for tomorrow night yeah. I'm going to go for another 2-0 Rangers. Um, um, I would love to stay and chat with you all night, but yeah. I've got um, <laughs> in front of me pr- probably the... <laughs> The best lager in Denmark. So I'm about to I'm about to resume if that's okay with you too. I think that's fine. <laughs> Cheers, Rob Skull. Thanks very much for joining us. Cheers, Rob. Cheers, Cheers. Rob McLean joining us live from Copenhagen. What a life, Barry, isn't it? Great life, oh, Rob. Um, yeah. But he's. Pockets are ankle deep, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just check if he's still there. No, he's gone already. How much is a pint over there? It's about, oh, it's it's about, about a, ten, or yep. isn't it? Yep. Ten quid a pint. It's one of the finest from the northeast, Rob, isn't it? From the yeah. Aberdeen Dingwall. I was over in Stockholm um, Wait, a year yeah. ago. Uh-huh. I, I know it's Sweden. Yeah, it's sure. It's different, but yeah. similar, expensive cities. Mm. Um, I was overseeing my son. He was over there yeah. playing. Beautiful um, city. That was a tenner a pint. Was it? I couldn't believe yeah. it when I went down to the bar. Uh-huh. <laughs> Great city. That's a hundred quid night for you. <laughs> <laughs> Go Radio Football Show. We're back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go, 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 go. Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven, Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Davy, Barry, have you seen any foreign presidents, prime ministers around? Have you passed any of the motorcades in the last few days, Barry? No, I, but I've seen plenty on the internet. I've seen Joe Biden falling asleep at one of the conferences. <laughs> um, <laughs> And obviously I'd, I'd seen him on the way through, I think he was staying at Dalmahoy yeah. and there was a convoy, mm-hmm. I think it was about 30 or 35 cars yeah. um, following him with, with a helicopter above. So It was like Barry in his Rangers days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 they were all back to the estate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you not want to keep them at the house? Did you not have some of them there? No. Yeah. Were you, did you offer the estate for uh, visiting heads of state? Actually the world, uh, the eyes are on the city during yeah. uh, COP26 and Chris they're keeping us right up to date with the traffic but we all want to be Carbon neutral, net zero in the future. Great to hear Stuart Patrick there from the Chamber of Commerce uh, talking about Glasgow and its aims in the circular economy. Some great work going on by Stuart Patrick and the team at the Chamber of Commerce and Go Radio right behind Glasgow in everything it does there to try to make the world a better place for the, the grandchildren. Barry. Yep, yep, why not? It should yep. be. Um, hopefully the, this COP26 makes a, a difference to the world. Somebody who makes a, a difference is somebody who loves his football. He often joins us. It's Reagan on the line. Reagan, good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Did, did I see you on social media there with Juranovic, uh, uh, who should have taken the penalty the other day? Was that your picture uh, after the game? Yeah, all it was. And I also made a post to as well. Ah, the manager as well. Now, let me ask you this, Reagan. Did they say, are you Reagan from the Go Radio Football Show and did they ask for a selfie with you? Please tell me they did. No, but uh, I, I, was to, I, I, was to, I was talking to someone from the Celtic ticket office and she said, she, she, she said to me, do you go on Go Radio? And I said, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Brilliant. Great, tell her to get it locked on at the Celtic ticket office and, and the Rangers ticket office as well and everywhere, Parks of Hamilton, Arnold Clark. Tune in, get it tuned in uh, around the country. Reagan, um, how did you feel then on Saturday, you know, that wave of optimism 
and then the penalty. Paul, receiving the penalty with being too casually turned around because I couldn't punch. So I turned my, my, my chair to, to, to face the person behind me, but no, I just couldn't. I didn't think he would score, to be honest. I thought it was a big pressure for Giacomacchus because he's not played much football. And his buttery nose, when you don't play much football, you're not very short. But I know that he's saying that Giacomacchus uh, was the penalty taker, but I don't believe him because if Giacomacchus was the penalty taker, then he would uh, maybe have taken the penalty against, I think it was at East State, at uh, St. Johnson the other week. But uh, I think he's probably just saying that to take a bit of the, above the, 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 the flag away from him. And in some ways that's commendable, Davey, but you made a point in the first hour, it could be his undoing. Yeah, his stubbornness. Um, and it, it beggars belief for me that a guy who scored two penalties doesn't get the next one. Um, yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't wear the idea that strikers are better penalty takers than defenders. I think there's enough evidence throughout the game, down the years, to, to suggest that that doesn't wash. Mind you, Reagan, your team had, what, 85% of possession? 85%, but not many chances on goal. Paul, well, I think you need to give, I think you need to give credit to David Martindale and Livingston for the way they, they, they defended. But in terms of Celtic, I thought they were very, very disappointing. I don't know why you didn't play Kyogo. I was listening to the show on the way into the game with John Hughes, which was great to hear uh, Paul, but I just think that... Uh, he made a big, big mistake not playing Kyogo because I wanted to ask uh, David Barrister, surely he would play Kyogo, right? And then, and then bring Jack and Marcus on once Kyogo has scored a couple of goals and then take him off because he's got six days to, to six days to rest anyway. It's not as if, it's not as if like, yeah, Regan, I said. I, I don't care who you're playing, whether it's the best team in the country or the worst team in the country. I would always, if he's available and fit, play your best players. And for me, Kyogo is clearly, along with Callum McGregor, Celtic's best player. So I was surprised as anybody when he never started the game. And I, I said it at the yeah. start of the show, I'm sure when the team sheets went in, David Martindale and, and Marvin Bartley would have been looking at it and thinking, yes, they're rubbing their hands here. Because um, you know the problems that Kyogo causes teams. Plain and simple with his movement. And he's, um, you just need to look at his goal scoring record since he's he's uh, come over to thing, Scotland. It's the only thing that I thought, Barry, was maybe that Jack and Marcus is a physical presence and he's played against Livingston, who certainly have had problems in the past with. Would that maybe come to Andrew's thinking? No, see if you ask any centre backs, I mean, generally your centre backs are over six six foot tall. They don't enjoy playing against nippy centre forwards, guys who have got pace and movement, and that's what Kyogo's got. Davy, yeah. yeah, I mean, Regan, you were more or less suggesting there that it's one or the other, it's Giacomacchus or Kyogo, and I think that comes from us becoming accustomed to Ange Postecoglou playing with just one striker. Why doesn't he play with two? Why doesn't he find a system that accommodates? Kyogo through the middle alongside a, a, a good target man I, I don't get David, it yeah I mean David especially when he's playing Lollardickson at home because you think about it Lollardickson are going to have 10 men behind the ball so I think two strikers would work definitely when you're playing 
teams at the bottom end of the table. You know, that, you know, it works for Rangers. You know, Rangers normally play with, with two strikers and either Hadji or Rebo, not in a wide position because Rangers' worth comes from their two, their two full-backs. But, you know, in a kind of floating role. Um, and I, 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 just, I just think, you know, playing Kyogo wide is, is a waste of Celtic's best player right now. Yeah. It's all a bit down, um, you know, as a Celtic fan, Reagan, you're feeling it. But what do you feel about the title, though? I know you'll not be giving up at this point, and that would be silly. There's only, what, four points behind them. But what would you be saying to them now? I know the title, Paul, but I think they've just made it extra hard for themselves. Especially Rangers going a a two two against Aberdeen, it was a big opportunity for them to uh, take it. But they've 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 that now. But I think they've got a big game on Sunday against Dundee. I think Dundee will make it tough. But I think it's a game that Celtic will be expecting three points. And what about Celtic tomorrow? Um, are you quite confident? Any worries about the game with Ferenc Faros? Um, Paul, yeah, um, no, I'm not too worried because I, uh, I listened to Kevin and I. Oh, just lost you there. We'll, we'll call you back, Regan. Don't know what happened there. No real worries having listened to Kevin in the first half. It's just strange, Barry, isn't it? You know, you say take every game as it comes. Managers always say that. And you just get the feeling on Saturday it's hard to understand why he didn't start with Kyogo. Yeah, but listen, I'll, I'm a big believer in if your best players are fit and available, you play them. And that's that That was a, a surprise, I think. I mean... A couple of people I've spoke to, uh, spoke about Celtic fans. I spoke to Shor- uh, sorry, should I say, they were they they were surprised, and it's the same as I said last week, Paul. When Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor get left out against Aberdeen, I can see their age, they're thirty six and thirty nine, but they're too important. They're too good to be left out. Now, if you play three games in a week, you play Sunday to Thursday, you've got three days recovery. Wrap them in cotton wool. They're experienced players and same with Kyogo if he's played a lot of football and he's feeling that a wee bit he doesn't need to train with the, the players you can have certain the, the way they're looked after and Davey will tell you all the sports science that's involved in football now the recovery that they get the supplements that they get um, they shouldn't be tired playing three games a week Regan somebody you'll love to see back soon hopefully is Christopher Julian yeah no it's early for him uh, in his recovery um, you know again we've got to just be careful with him we want him back uh, he's going to be an enormous asset for us when he does get back long term stuff um, you know we, we just want to make sure that he's absolutely right and he's not too far away but um, for a game like this tomorrow no, nowhere near uh, ready Regan who would you play tomorrow then given that Starfelt is out I would play Stephen Welsh I think it's been very harsh on Stephen Mills. I spoke to David last week about uh, Starfield was starting to come into a game, but I think Stephen Mills has put, put no foot wrong. And also, that Beaton's not very good at centre-back either. I think that's a big problem for Celtic, but I think with this finish for us, I think they should do very well. Because I don't think... I mean, even though they've got a, they're, they're, they're top of the league, I think it's a game Celtic will definitely be expecting the three the three points Paul Davey I'd have bit on um, simply because he has a good ball out from the back I prefer one of my my centre backs to be a footballer someone who's good enough to step into midfield and build the game I think Bitton can do that I take Regan's point he's not the best defender but I think he gives I think he gives you a composure and a, I think he looks a natural partner for Carter Vickers 
I don't think you can re- uh, see in terms of Julian I, I know Postacoglu spoke there mm-hmm. I don't think you can rely on him Davey for the next couple no, of months he's been, out, stage, no. he's been out for seven or eight months similar to Ryan Jack at Rangers um, look you can get back and do your rehab and train for a couple of weeks with the team you need 90 minutes of football and these guys will need five, six, seven games to play catch up and get 100% fit so could he be fit by January 2nd? Yeah, it's a possibility. Well, he's back training, isn't he, mm-hmm. uh, Julian? So he's, he's no far away. It just uh, what you find with these players, who Julian is an important Celtic player, similar to Ryan Jack at Rangers, you, you can't relax. You, you've got to give him a bit of time. Because mm-hmm. um, seven or eight months out of football, we're we not playing any games whatsoever. It's a big ask for them. I, I, I think Celtic have to go into the, the market in January for a, a, a centre back, even if it's a loan deal. Similar to Shane Duffy, and I know it didn't work out with Shane Duffy, but at the time it, it, it made sense to go and get, get Shane Duffy. He didn't produce the goods, but there are plenty of centre-backs in England who could do Celtic a major turn, because that is the problem area for me. Reagan, we've got you back. It's, it's sort of fun what happened there, but uh, nothing... Uh, be, uh, uh, I mean, I totally agree with David said about Beaton, but the only problem with David Beaton... David was in uh, last year when B- when Beaton got sent off against Rangers, playing the centre back, and, mm. and, and and they also got sent off when they played Mitchellan in the Champions League quarter. The qualifier playing centre back, so I don't know if that's something that Ange Postecoglou will take into his thinking, David. Yeah, he, he, he might, and I, I, certainly the second sending off you're talking about there, Regan, I agree was was just an act of complete stupidity. Mm. Um, the, the the first one he gets caught wrong side of Morelis he probably thinks he can bring him down and get away with it that he maybe, th- maybe thought it was a bit of cover and he might get away with it he didn't but I, I just think he's a proper footballer and you know of, if you're playing with two centre-backs and, and most teams do I think you want at least one of them to be able to bring the ball out for you and I, I think yeah. he'll go with experiences as well. He, he's played in the Champions League, he's played in Europa League as well. So I think he'll he'll go with Beaton for that that simple matter. But also Beaton, he's a cultured footballer as well. He can play the game. Um, so I, I think he'll go with Beaton. He's a bit of an enigma though, isn't he? Beaton been there a long time. He's in and he's out. Well, I, I, I think he's a good footballer. You've seen the difference when Celtic were struggling away from home. Went up with Pitodre a few weeks back. He played Beaton in beside Callum McGregor, and I thought that made a difference. I thought he was um, he was excellent in that game. What's your scoreline tomorrow night then, Regan? I'm going to go two 0 Celtic Paul and three uh, 0 Rangers. Well, I was about to ask you, so <laughs> yeah, you're in tune. You're that guy on the Go Radio Football Show. Three 0 Rangers. That would suit us both of those for tomorrow night, Barry. Two 0 three 0 I think yep. both will win. Good. And Davy, you feel oh, the same yeah. way? Yep. Yeah, I'm with Regan. I think 2-0 Celtic and I think probably 2-0 Rangers as well. Regan, final thought? Look, no, Paul, I'm just going to say I'm watching with Rob McLean sitting in Copenhagen with a beer right now. Ah, <laughs> is he on social media? Honestly, he's everywhere. He'll be on another channel. <laughs> Regan, thanks so much. Enjoy the match tomorrow night. Thank you. That's Regan calling in there. Uh, and looking forward to both games tomorrow. I love that with Reagan. He's got the, the Rangers as well because there are so many. See the younger people coming through. You want, you want the Scottish clubs to do well, no matter how you support. It's good for the coefficient, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we need to keep that yep. that building. Plus the Scottish teams in Europe, Davy. You, you, yeah. you know, you were talking earlier about Champions League when Celtic we were playing Rangers the next night. That's what we want to get back to. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wonder if you're the manager though. Um, 
If, you, if you're Steven Gerrard, mm -hmm. would you rather be winning Europa League games and going a distance in that tournament or getting whacked in the Champions League the way that Brendan Rodgers' side did? Mm -hmm. um, I, I just wonder, if, you know, if you're a manager and they're all very guarded about their reputation and their Surely CD. you want to... Well, you would think so. Yep. Um, and, you know, if you're Steven Gerrard, that's where he spent his career in the, the, the Champions League. You would think you would fancy that. It's a good question, though, isn't it? But for the record, if you're losing, you know, well, six goals six to, seven. Yeah, to a PSG... But you've got to be realistic. In the group stage, I, I don't expect Celtic Rangers to get out of the group stage yeah. in the Champions League, but they should be in the Champions League. And yet... They're qualifying games. Rangers and Celtic should be beating the teams they've come up against. Has it moved on to far too quickly Davey because no, it's not think... that many years ago they got through yeah. beyond I think I think the, the groups but Barry's right the, the groups are now you know to, to get out of the groups forget it right. but what they should be doing is getting into the groups mm -hmm. winning the qualifiers against teams like Maribor and Ferns Faris and AEK Athens who are smaller clubs um, they, they, they should be getting there more often I would argue that, that the champions of Scotland and that is going to be either Celtic or Rangers have the resources to, to be in the group stages nearly every year. Barry, they should be. Yeah, I, I totally yeah. agree with that. Um, you, you look at the clubs, for instance, I'll just go with Rangers, Malmo. Rangers should be yep. beating Malmo. Yep. Celtic, Ferenc, Faris last, last season. Yeah. Last season, yep. Albeit it was a surprise result, um, but Celtic, with the quality that still had in that starting 11, were good enough to beat them. And you spoke about David's question there. In an earlier section, we were talking about the boards and Celtic board really needs to respond. Now, the Rangers board has done miracles in the last two years. They yeah. stuck with Stephen Gerrard. It came good financially. You know, the money that has come in winning the title, some money in the Europa League, nothing like the Champions League. But there's 40 million at stake if you win the yeah, title I, this I, year. I, I think the Celtic board uh, needs a rebuild as well, Paul. I, I think they've, they've all been there long enough. I think they've, they've had a kick of the ball. Um, they they blew ten in a row, and I, I wasn't I was never a great believer that ten in a row was the holy grail. But they, they, it meant a lot to a lot of supporters, and that the the board blew it. Neil Lennon carried the can. The board blew it, and all the guys who who blew it all seem to to still be there in the Celtic mm. boardroom. But once, know, no, no one's been account. No one's been held accountable. They're all still there. Let's talk about that more after the break. We're going to Trinent Raymond's on the line. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, we're going to Raymond, uh, Rangers fan in Trinent. Hi Raymond, good evening. Hi Paul, you okay? Yeah, we're really good, thank you. Have you just checked the airway, the airspace? Has Joe Biden, have they left Edinburgh? What was <laughs> this? So many of them staying in Edinburgh, not in Glasgow. Go on, Raymond. Uh, you can uh, do uh, your do your PR for Edinburgh. It's very, uh, it's, it's very strange. I'm not. I'm going. To, I'm glad I'm getting a supporters' trust to Rangers Ross County on Sunday because I can't imagine what the trains are going to be like from Edinburgh to Glasgow. Good, imagine you, what the buses and that are like. They're uh, going to be busy. <laughs> you'll, you'll be on the bus. Yeah, there's been so much. So you're on the bus with Rangers. You've been listening to Davey and Barry talking about Champions League and how we would love to be there. Yeah. What's your observation? Yeah. The, part, the observation I like to make, David makes a really good point, mostly about how tough the Champions League actually is. If you look at the top three pots in this season's UEFA Champions League, and you look at the teams that were in, the, in those pots, there's not very many teams I'd fancy. It'd be tough, uh, not that I don't fancy, but it'd be tough for Rangers and Celtic to get anything against. Mm -hmm. I think Sporting, 
Sporting Lisbon, who won the league in Portugal, Lille, who won the league in France, and maybe Villarreal would have been the only three teams that had a fancy. But when you see teams like Bayern Munich, you see teams like Borussia Dortmund, Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Port 2, and then teams like Ajax and and you and all that in Port 3 as well, it's really, really tough. So basically, runners-up in that for the, from the big league are going into Port 3 because like the winners of the Europa League and the Champions League are going straight into Port 1. So Villarreal would have been Villarreal finished fourth in I think they finished fourth in Spain and they go or they finished fifth or sixth in Spain and yeah. they went straight into the pot one. I think you, I think you would take the money every year though, wouldn't you? You know, even if you were even if you were getting a regular slap by the big boys, you would take the forty million every year because it's allowing you to improve your your club and improve your team, um, and you would yeah. feel like you know. I'm not saying you would close the gap, but you might be able to narrow the gap if you were getting that income every season. And the corporates, Davey, when they hear, you know, the big boys, girls coming to town or the Barcelonas or Real Madrid's or PSG's, Man City, Liverpool or whatever, then the money flows in, Barry, as you know. Yeah, you're being realistic. You're, you're not going to compete with these teams that you just mentioned, Paul. Because plain and simple, they're the best teams about with the best players. Um, but what my point is, I think Celtic and Rangers should be looking at getting into that group stage and when you play them at Ibrox or Celtic Park, you give them a game, it's going to be a, a different ball game when you travel away to these teams. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I've done that myself. I mean, we played Barcelona, for instance. We drew nothing each at home. You go away to the, uh, the now camp and um, you're 2-0 down after 10 minutes and you're thinking to yourself, this could be anything. Um, but listen, that's what you want to do as a footballer managers mm -hmm. and his clubs as play against these teams and I think Rangers and Celtic are big enough clubs to be at least in that group stage and you had to dig in like never before yeah, mentally you had that to, night. even yeah. at home I mean the, the way they dominate the ball um, but when the crowd gets behind you and as a footballer you want to pit your wits against the best and these players were the best no doubt about it mentioning one of the best I see Xabi is he taking the Barca job that's the breaking yeah, news Barry seen that. Yeah. yeah what what a footballer he was um Javi Iniesta um, played against the two of them a few times um, and it was just mouth-watering watch them um, the lepathy the, they yeah, had the, yeah the vision they had the way they handled the ball you stand in the tunnel beside these guys and you're looking thinking they're 5 foot 6 5 foot 7 nothing about nothing them with but, that. <laughs> oh my god could they handle the football brilliant player so listen great that he's got that job Davy. Jabby going to Barca can, can great players be great managers there, there just seems to be a culture there that the, you, you can go from that dressing room into the dugout because the culture of the club very rarely changes they all understand yeah. oh I mean it was sown by Johan Cruyff wasn't it the Tika Taka yeah. um, they, they all seem to be able to, to slip into it I'm surprised that Koeman didn't do better because you know he, he played at the club he knew Cruyff well didn't work out for him. The other thing here that, you know, is it the right time to get the Barca job given if they're one and a half billion in debt? Um, they're not going to be able to, to compete with some of the other clubs, some of the superpowers in Europe for some time. Might be the wrong time to get it. Raymond, what are you thinking for Rangers tomorrow? Oh, for Rangers tomorrow, I think Sakala I think Sakala I think Sakala has to start after the his performance on on a Sunday, yeah, he gives. It's very interesting because I don't, I can't remember him ever starting off the left and being in the same team as Morelos. So I think he can. He's more a threat off the left. If I'm not wrong, I'm thinking he plays quite a bit off the left for Ustend as well when he was in Belgium. So it'd be interesting to see them, two, the two of them again, because I think they both can get goals. 
you got Tim, my hero. You got a hero in mind, and Barry Ferguson, and should you I grew up during during his time. I remember he's got his free kick in the cup final that I'll never, I'll never forget. Stuck in my head until the day I die. <laughs> mm-hmm. Barry, David was commenting on that. I, I was it. indeed. I watched it every night. Indeed, yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> a, it was one of the the great cup. Yeah. Fans. Celtic fans won't agree, but it, it was a fabulous cup final, three two. In in Crocker's most memorable moment, uh, is there a twist in the tale? Love and crunch. <laughs> <laughs> Final moments of the game. But just going on, yeah, some Sik- ball by Neil McCann as well. It yeah, was. It was. Um, just going on, Sakali. He's, yeah. he's been a slow burner. You've got to give t- time uh, to guys who come from different countries. But do you know what? Coming off the left in in Sunday, you looked apart, and do you know what he's got? He's got pace to burn. Can I ask you something? Defenders sure. hate playing against guys with pace and I thought some of his finishes were excellent and he's got to start, there's no doubt about it, he's got to start uh, tomorrow night. Raymond, can I ask you something about Scotland and I want to ask Davey and Barry as well. What about uh, mm-hmm. Billy Gilmer? So he's not getting a game at the moment for Norwich, Nathan Patterson not mm-hmm. starting at Rangers. Uh, here's what Steve Clark said about uh, Billy Gilmer. Any worries about lack of game time? I think it was pretty similar to when Billy joined us in the summer for the Euros. He hadn't had much club action. He didn't do too bad at Wembley. Uh, when he joined up in the last camp, he hadn't had too much club action before that one either. So he did all right in those games. So nah, not not overly concerned. Wonderfully understated there. That yeah. tells me he's starting. Yeah. <laughs> he's that important. Um, it's, it's, it's a bit maybe worrying for Billy because he's went in Norwich to go and play. That's why Chelsea have sent him out because he needed games mm-hmm. of football to play week in, week out. It's not happening for some reason. Norwich are struggling big time. Um, so I, I think Chelsea will be looking at that and thinking to themselves, might need to change come January. He might need to go elsewhere. Now, as Rangers a possibility, who knows, but what a wonderful footballer Billy Gilmer is. I would take him in a minute. Raymond, what about that? Would you like to, well, do you think you could see him at Ibrox on loan in um, January? I I don't think so. I think I think Rangers have got quite an, a, a loaded squad. It is, and they're really they are really Rangers are really strong in midfield. And you've got to remember that in the next few weeks you're going to see Ryan Jack return as well. I'm not sure Billy would want. I think there's other clubs in England that would actually take Billy Gilmore and make the best out of him. But I think he's out the Norwich team just now because he's fellow Scotland international Kenny McLean, and maybe a wee bit more experienced and maybe a wee bit more defensively minded and I think Norwich need to be a wee bit more sound defensively and not be as open and concede as many goals as they as they have and that's possibly why they struggled last time in the Premier League and they're currently struggling to stay mm. up this time as well Davey where do you stand on Billy I, 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 I don't see Billy Gilmore um, I, I don't see Thomas Tuchel allowing Billy Gilmore to play in Scotland I think you'll want him in the English Premier League playing against the big you know the bigger teams um, if it's not Norwich maybe somewhere else um, they've got a pretty low opinion um, of the game up here. What um, if Stephen Gerrard phones them though, and he gets that? You know, well, Stephen's you know, on the line. Well, that that, that could make a difference. Um, but I, I just think Tuchel will want him playing in in the Premier League rather than in our league. Um, and I, I think some of the stuff that's spouted about the Scottish Premier League down in in England is absolute guff. But uh, unfortunately, they have a a disparaging uh, sure. opinion of our game. What if Rangers do sell a key midfielder during the January window? Maybe Stephen Gerrard. There he is on the line to Thomas Tuchel. Could that happen, Barry? Uh, yes, of course it's a possibility. Um, but we, we, we just need to wait and see. Look for his development. He needs to play now, Billy, because he's ready. I mean, it's plain and simple. We've watched him in the Scotland jersey and he's been 
he's been one of their top performers. I, I just love watching him. I, I think he's got everything. And I just think he's going to get better and better. But it is worrying over the last three or four weeks uh, since the last international break that he's he's no played uh, much football for Norwich. So, what age were you, uh, Barry, when you, you were in the Scotland team? What, what age 19. Were you? 19. 19. Xander Clark was was in top form and delighted because I thought it was harsh that he was he was out the last squad. Davy, it was harsh. Um, top class uh, goalkeeper. The, the beard must go though. Sorry, the beard <laughs> must go. Raymond, you've got the final word on Xander Clark. On Xander Clark, he's, he's been really good. I heard he was really good at the weekend. I've not, not seen much of St Johnston this season. I always seen them, but I was lucky enough to be one of the people that went to McDermott Park to see. See Rangers play St Johnston. I'll never forget the long walk all the way down from McDermott Park back to the train station, but he was really good. And he's yeah. definitely <laughs> worthy of being in the squad he's in. Raymond, tomorrow night. So what about Celtic? What do you think? Do you think they'll go through against well, Ferenc Varos? The way Ferenc Varos will do a bit of revenge and they'll hit a wee bit of form recently. So I think, two or, I think they'll win 2-0. Two two they won't go through tomorrow, of course. But And for Rangers then, you reckon, what's your scoreline? I'm very the Rangers. I'm very interested. I'm very interested to see what team he plays. I'd like to see if he. I would like to see Nathan Parson in the team again. Just get a wee bit. I don't think there's that much of a difference between him and Tavernier. Tavernier was excellent at the weekend, but I'm going to say two 0 Rangers as well. Raymond, thanks for joining us very much uh, for coming on from the East. Barry, we'll see you on Friday. Davy, we'll see you next week as well. Yeah. And good luck. You you think we're, we're full of confidence for both teams tomorrow night? I think it'll be a good old firm night tomorrow night. Yeah. Yep, 100% both teams winning. In here tomorrow, it's going to be Leanne Crichton, I almost said from Glasgow City, from Motherwell and ex-Scotland, and Craig Moore, who'll be joining us as well. And we'll be on live with Rangers. We're back tomorrow at five. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go, 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 Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.